0: Praise the Lord, everybody. It feels good to be in the house of the Lord on a a new year, twenty twenty. Can't believe a whole decade has gone by. We were up late last night as well. Some some of you. Um as the tradition is, and you stay up till until midnight and uh and celebrate the coming in of the new year. And so hope everyone had a good time. Um hanging out with their friends and their family, shooting fireworks, whatever it is you were doing. Naomi liked the uh fireworks. Uh she loved the colors, she just didn't like the noise. And so it, it would wow her and then she'll start flinching every time uh it would explode as they they were shooting quite a bit in our in our subdivision and so um I don't have a, a particular passage of scripture, just a uh, uh, a, uh, a very important principle I'm going to kind of teach on tonight, kind of going along the lines of what we've been um, trying to Im- implement as Brother Carney has been here. And uh, and uh, we are going through a, a time of good church services and um, and a revival, and so it was very, very good. And so uh, I'm going to teach a little bit on fasting, so you can be seated. I'm just going to... Kind of jump right right into it, and hopefully this will encourage me to fast as well. Um, and so, you know, it's what happens when you hang around service and don't leave early. You get sucked into a three day fast along with everybody else. And I told, I told my my wife that my right hand had to grab my left hand and bring it up a little bit. volunteer to fast, and so, um, anyways, was it Brother Carney's wife that, uh, I think she finally had us all get dismissed, and I appreciate that very much, because he was going from three days to four days, and I figured another 15 minutes, we'd be doing a 40-day fast in the desert, so I said, thank the Lord, we got out of there, so, amen, amen, and uh, we have fasted one day this week, we're gonna, you know, we, we tried... We knew we weren't going to be able to do three days <coughs> in a row. We had some plans uh, for yes yesterday and also today. So, but I will try again to fast again tomorrow with all of you. Um, uh, fasting is, uh, I believe, a very important principle uh, in the walk uh, in, in our in our Christian walk. Um, I believe it's three things. I believe it's prayer. Well, I believe it's four things. Um, if you want to talk about the four walls of a house, I believe it's four things. It's Prayer, it's um, daily reading of the Word of God, fasting, and attending church. I think those four are the foundational pillars of, um, of, every, of, every, of every child of God, of every Christian. And so you lose a pillar, and uh, it makes the foundation a little bit shaky. And so fasting um, is an ancient uh, custom It's not just practiced in Christianity, but it's practiced in a lot of other religions uh, of our world. Um, um, One of the notorious ones is uh, the religion of Islam. They do quite a bit of fasting. And so, um, you know, I always make excuse for myself. I say, well, Lord, you know, I can't fast today. I've got, you know, a lot of, you know, how we do. We talk ourselves into not fasting. And so, you know, I got a lot of. You know, I got a long day at work today, Lord. You know, I can't fast. You know, I got to take care of patients, and you know, if I don't have enough blood sugar, I'll write the wrong prescription. You know, I can't do that, Lord. I got it, and that rep is bringing good food for lunch. I mean, he's bringing Johnny Carinos, so I can't miss it today. But uh, you know, I was just thinking, uh, and every time I have that thought, I begin to think about all the um, Muslim doctors that I, I I would work with, and there's a very famous doctor that's been around here in Baytown for a while. His name is Dr. Uh, well, I won't tell you his name, but he's, he's Middle Eastern, and he's in his 70s. I think he's almost, almost 80 years old. He still works uh, at Methodist Hospital. He is a, uh, he is a pulmonologist, and um, I have, some of you may know, I think around March or April, they do what's known as Ramadan, where they fast from sunrise to uh, sunset. No food or water. They can eat after the sun sets, and then when the sunrise, and until the sunrise, and after that they'll fast the whole day, uh, and they'll do it for about f- I think thirty-five days, thirty or thirty-five days straight. And so, um, and seventy-something uh, years old, no food, no water, running up and downstairs, doing procedures, and so I don't have an excuse <laughs> for not for not fasting one day. Amen. At least that's what I tell myself. So uh, it's an ancient practice. It's a very biblical principle. Um, and I and, and, and this, this, uh, uh, in, in my studies and in this book, it says, but fasting is one of the most powerful and effective forces we can employ against the enemy. You know, the Bible says that the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds. And one of the weapons, I believe, One of the most powerful weapons we can have as Christians, as believers, is fasting. And so uh, it says rewards are accompanied, uh, accompanied fasting are numerous. And it says we can accomplish things through fasting that nothing else will accomplish. Um, The fall of humanity came about when Adam and Eve, I find this very interesting, the first sign or the first recording of disobedience in the Bible is when Adam and Eve did what? They ate. <laughs> they ate. If they would have been fasting that day, we, we all would be in the Garden of Eden. So um, they ate of the tree. And so, you know, I know it's symbolic. Um, 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 uh, it's, it's, it's symbolic for the fact that humanity disobeyed. It's, um, um, the eating of the apple was symbolic for the in, in, introduction of disobedience to the Word of God. But for God to use eating as the first sign. Uh, I think it's very, very notable. Um, also, um, <clears throat> it is strange that humans would fall through eating a natural reaction to the untaught, unlearned, and, in, and an inborn sensation of hunger. So, you know, uh, my son over there, you know, he, uh, he's staring at me right now. He doesn't know a whole lot of stuff. He kind of just sits there and stares around. But he knows when it's time to eat. And, how many? T- and, and you know, a lot of times if we can't figure out what it is that he needs, we give him a bottle. And guess what? It's like magic. It fixes everything. So, um, but, but it's, it's, it's interesting that, you know, in, in our human nature, in our flesh, we know as soon as we're born when to eat. And that that is our first um, sensation, is the sensation of hunger. And so uh, the Bible says that Noah's day was filled with eating and drinking and partying. Uh, Sodom and Gomorrah's day was full of eating and drinking. Paul said, and the word of God said that in the last days, there will be eating and drinking. And so, um, Abraham Lincoln, I believe, coined the phrase that, uh, I believe it was Abraham Lincoln, he said that I live to, well, no, I eat to live. I don't eat to live. I mean, uh, I eat to live. I don't live to eat. And so it's just uh, a way of saying that, you know, food we use to sustain us and to give us energy. Um, um, Food is not to be used as an escape um, from the things that we're dealing with. A lot of people who suffer with depression will eat a lot. And food will be their escape. Or people will use food... um, um, as a way to satisfy a lot, a lot of things, and so um, we live to eat. We we eat to live. We don't live to eat. So let me let me jump straight here. The Old Testament. Um, um, there's different. Uh, let's, let me let me just quickly review with you here. The Old Testament. There was a lot of fasting that happened in the Old the Old Testament, uh, and then so when uh, Jesus came. Uh, or when John the Baptist came, his disciples fasted. And then when Jesus came after John, there was a little bit of a dispute because the disciples of Jesus didn't fast. And so during Jesus' time, we find that when, uh, and, and, and and he said this, this verse of scripture in, in particular, um, in Matthew chapter 9, and uh, I didn't give this to Matt, but it says, he said that when the children of the bridegroom, um, the children of the bride chamber do not fast while the bridegroom it's with them, but he says that when the bridegroom is gone, then it is the time to fast. And so, um, during the church age, which is the the age that we're in right now, we are in the the time the, the the time to fast. And then the millennium age, which is whenever we're supposed to be um, caught up with the Lord, uh, there should not be fa- there will be no fasting during that time because we won't have our mortal bodies. And so, let me define what fasting is. Fasting comes from the word. I can't pronounce it, T S U W M. T-S-U-W-M, T-S-U-W-M, meaning to cover the mouth. Uh, it means to fast. Webster Dictionary states that fasting means to keep from eating all or certain foods, to eat very little or nothing. So, quickly, what fasting is not, right? Fasting is not a diet. Fasting is not a diet process. Um. If it is, it's not sustainable. Uh, also, what fasting is not is missing a meal or two because we're too rushed to eat, and I've done that. Well, I fasted, Lord. You know, I fasted lunch. Well, I was in the car for four hours, Now I, I wasn't—I was no way I was going to eat anything. But I call that a fast. Um, being without food because you don't have the means to get it at that time is not considered fasting. Also. Uh, and they have a few other other things here and Act to obtain physical health. Um, I, believe, I believe Brother Grant says this a lot. I've heard him say it before. I've heard it from other people, but you know, when you don't think about it and you unintentionally fast, it's so easy. It is so easy. But the moment you think about it, or the moment you say you're going to fast, oh my gosh, you're starving. You're starving. It's funny how the mind does that to us. So there's several different types of fasts. I'll go through this real, real quick. I believe I just thought about this being an appropriate t- topic as we are all trying to go through this together. Thank the Lord, I'm not doing this by myself. So um, a normal fast is when we abstain from food but only drink water. That's considered the normal normal fast. And uh, in Matthew chapter four, we see the Lord referencing that. An absolute fast. We see this in, in Ezra where they fast both food and water. So um, you can fast food. I think you can go, I, I believe you can go like 30 days without food, 30 or 40 days without food. You know, depends on how much reserves reserve you have. I'm just kidding. So, <laughs> so you can go about 30 days without food. Some of y'all caught that. I got to be careful, man. I don't want to hurt anybody's feelings, you know. I don't want to hurt, hurt hurt anybody feeling some might last longer than others, you know. So um uh so you can go about thirty days without food, but you are supposed to only go about three days without water. So if you're doing an absolute fast without water, I don't recommend you going past three days. pro well, you know, brother twan. I mean so day five without water. I was seeing visions, yeah, you're dehydrated. It ain't from the Lord. It ain't from the Lord, you're you're dehydrated. So I'll see visions, so yeah, well, you need to drink some water because it's um, about three days we recommend, um, uh, at least, you know, health-wise. Uh, and then partial fast is when we res- restrict some aspect of our diet rather than totally abstaining from food. So when me and my wife first got married, you know, we were on, we were on a spiritual high, and she's like, we're going to do a Daniel fast. I said, we are? She said, yep, I'm cleaning out everything. You can't have no meat. You only eat vegetables, fruits. I forgot what all is in the Daniel fast. Some of y'all know. So by the first week, I was so dying to eat a piece of meat. We went to Whole Foods. We went to Whole Foods. And I said, I'm buying, I don't care if it's a soy burger. I'm buying that. There's no real meat in it, but I got to have something with meat. My wife, a while back, made some enchiladas and it was really good, Brother Grant. I mean, they were, woo, I was on like my eighth enchilada. And she said, aren't these good? There's no meat in them at all. They're vegetarian. And all of a sudden, it just didn't taste the same. See, I made it with beans and all this other stuff. And I said, you know, I don't think I want any more. It just doesn't taste that good. So, I don't know if some of y'all are with me or not, but. Uh, partial fast. So the, uh, Daniel is a, a great example of a, of, of a partial fast. I like partial fast because you can still kind of eat something, but you still get to avoid some some other stuff. Consistent fasting will have a deep spiritual impact on our lives. If possible, every saint should practice normal and absolute fasting. So a, a principle I do, I've kind of strayed away from it the last couple months. Things have been busy, but I try to fast one day a week. I try to fast one day a week. Um and I usually do a, a normal fast. I, I drink water. Um, um, I, I drink water. Sometimes I drink black coffee. Uh, I'll stay away from food for about for about 24 hours. It's the longest 24 hours of my life. But I, I, that's what I try to practice at least once a, once a, once a week. I need I try I need to do more than that. Um, uh, but um, that's usually what I do. So then that kind of brings me on to the next thing. You, there's two ways to fast or two types of responsibilities to fasting. You can do it by inspiration. Or you can do it by commitment. So, inspiration is what? Well, I have a need. Somebody I know is sick. Um, I am in need of a job. Or I need God to do something in my life. And so I will fast a certain amount of time uh, until I hear from the Lord or until I get an answer. That is an inspiration fast. Those are easier to do than some of the uh, than the second type of fast, which is by commitment. That's the, I'm going to set this time aside each week to do it. Uh, um, um, like I told you, once a week, um, you know, I'll do one meal. I'm, I try to teach our students, you know, um, um, you know, fast one meal, get into the habit of fasting one meal a week, and then you can kind of start getting yourself up to two meals. Uh, but it's a good principle to start picking up young, and so. Um, but, you know, the Bible is full of examples of fasting. Moses fasted 40 days on Mount Sinai. And at the end of those 40 days, he got a word from God. Actually, he got the Ten Commandments from the Lord that all of Israel followed. And so, a couple of things there. You need a word from God fast, and God will speak to you. If you need to know how to lead people, fast and he will give you everlasting principles like he did Moses. David fasted after his sin with Bathsheba, and the Lord forgave him. Elijah fasted 40 days and was able to do miracles that wasn't ever recorded again in the rest of Scripture. Ezra fasted. Nehemiah fasted when the walls of Jerusalem were torn down. Israel fasted many times on many different occasions. Nineveh, Nineveh fasted. Some of you know the story of Nineveh and Jonah. Nineveh fasted, and God forgave the whole city. Daniel fasted. Well, I, I love this story. This is, is really interesting. While he confessed the sins of his people to God during a fast, God gave him the vision of 70 weeks. During a 21-day fast, the prince of Persia hindered the angel from coming with the answer. This event helps us understand better the struggles we have in prayer and fasting. So this is explains and helps me understand why it's so hard when you fast, why it's so hard when you pray. Because there, the moment you decide to fast and you, you accompany prayer with that, the realm of the Spirit begins to go into turmoil. And the realm of the Spirit that you can't see begins to battle. And so uh, I, I the Bible doesn't say this, but I think if Daniel would have broken his fast and stopped praying, the angel would never have gotten to him with his answer. But because Daniel persisted and followed through and continued to fast and continued to pray, uh, the, the, the angel came with his answer. So the principle is what? Fast and pray. If you don't have an answer, keep doing that. And God will send the answer in its due time. He did for Daniel, and he'll do it for you. He would do it for us. Amen. Jesus fasted 40 days and in 40 days he was able to resist temptation from the devil. If you're going through temptation, if you struggle with temptation, if you fought with temptation, just fast. Fast. If the devil's coming against your mind, your heart, your spirit, fast and you overcome it. Amen. Cornelius fasted 4 days and God sent salvation to his whole family. If you have lost ones like I do who need salvation, father, my mother, my family. Fast for them. I need to do these things as well. I'm not speaking to you as if one who's done it, but fast for them. I believe if, you, if we if we fast for our loved ones, God will save them. God will save them. Okay, so what we should and should not be doing while we fast. Okay, so there's a scripture in, in Isaiah that Brother Matt is going to pull up for us. I gave him several scriptures, but this is the main one. It's Isaiah 58 verse three to 12. And I have the new King James version up there. And the Lord is talking to Israel. And he's talking about this period, this passage of scripture. It's discussing fasting and it's um, interesting in how it's broken down. Verse 3 says, why have we fasted? They say, talking about Israel. They're asking the Lord, why have we fasted? They say, and, and you have not seen. So if what he's saying is, what, what, what the text is saying, showing us is that Israel is complaining to God, and Israel is saying that we're fasting, and you're not taking notice to the fact that we're fasting, and we're sacrificing ourselves. Why have we afflicted our soul, and you take no notice? In fact, in the day of your fast, you find pleasure and exploit all your labors. Indeed, you fast for strife and debate and to strike with the fist of wickedness. You will not fast as you do this day to make your voice heard on high. And the Lord responds and he says, well, you're fasting, but you're fasting for all the wrong reasons. Right. You're fasting, but you don't understand what fasting is supposed to do for you. You're fasting out of ritualism. You're fasting because you're told to do so. You fast, but you don't pray. You, you're only doing the act, but there's no, you, 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 there's no spiritual, what's the word, implication that you understand that comes with fasting, and you're only doing it. Uh, you, you fast, but there's nothing about you that's changing. And so, uh, what he essentially is saying is that you're fasting, but it's not. You're not doing it from your heart. It's just an act. And God is able to see through our rituals. He's able to see through if we're just going through the motions. He knows. And I've had times when I when I fast, or I call it a fast, and I'll go a whole day without eating, but I don't pray. I, I, I there's nothing, there's no meditation with in 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 the Word of God. It was just a busy day, and I fast, and guess what? I just I just starved myself for a day. There wasn't any spiritual progress in that. And so he goes on to say, verse 5, Is it a fast that I have chosen, a day for a man to afflict his soul? And that's what fasting is, is us afflicting ourselves. Is it to bow down his head like a bulrush and to spread out sackcloth and ashes? Would you call this a fast and an acceptable day, to the Lord again, he's just saying you're going through the motions. You make it seem like you're fasting. You're letting everybody know that you're fasting. You're not doing you're not fasting with the right spirit. Verse six Is this not the fast that I have chosen to lose the bonds of wickedness? And when you fast correctly, this is what it's supposed to do for you. It's supposed to lose the bonds of wickedness. It's supposed to undo the heavy burdens. Supposed to set you free, it's supposed to break every yoke. Is it not to share your bread with the hungry? It's supposed, and that you bring to your house the poor who are cast out when you see the naked that you cover him and not hide yourself from your own flesh. He's saying fasting is supposed to change you completely, it's supposed to change. How you treat yourself, and it's supposed to change how you treat everybody else. And then, verse eight: Then your light shall break forth like the morning. Go oh, here. Let me let me slow down. I'm getting ahead of myself. Okay, so these are the results and rewards of fasting. Okay, so I'm I'm about to read it to you. These are the, the results and rewards of fasting. But but before I do that, there's another passage of scripture, real Matt. Would you pull that other one up for me? Um, so what are you talking about, Brother Juan? Well, that's what I'm talking about here. Matthew chapter six, verse sixteen through eighteen. Some of you know, during the days of Jesus, the Sadducees and the Pharisees would fast, but God rebuked their fasting. Because they were fasting, but what does he say? Oh, do you have it up there? Matthew 6? Oh, I didn't give that to you, did I? Matthew 6, 16 through 18. Sorry. Matthew 6, 16 through 18. So they'll pull that up for us. So to to kind of make what I'm teaching or kind of reinforce what I'm talking about, the Pharisees did this and the Sadducees, right? They... they they pray, but they don't pray in secret. They pray out in public, and sing, and they're really loud and vocal to let everybody know that they have a prayer life. And God said, "That's not how it's it's done." And I see right through that. And they fast, and the Bible says that when they fast, they 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 let everybody know that they're fasting, and they make their faces. I don't know how they did it back then, but they. They changed their countenance of their face, and they made themselves look like they're tired and they're weary. And God said, no, that's not how you're supposed to fast. That's how Israel was fasting. Moreover, when you fast, do not be like the hypocrites with a sad countenance, for they disfigure their faces that they may appear to men to be fasting. Assuredly, I say to you, they have their reward. Amen. But when you fast for God, when you fast for a need, when you fast as a spiritual discipline, and you don't let anybody know, and you do it in secret. Amen. I love the verse of Scripture that whatever you do in secret, God will reward you openly. You don't have to let everybody know. God will let everybody know in, 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 in due time. In due time. But when you fast right, and you do it with the right spirit and you do it for a need, or you do it just to discipline yourself, or you do it because it's the basic foundation of of Christianity and, and, and the principle of living for God, then this is what can happen. Then this is what can happen. And Isaiah writes about it, and he says in verse 8, if you'll go back for me. I'm almost done. I'll let you guys all go here pretty soon. Uh, Isaiah chapter, uh, yeah, verse 8. Then your light shall break forth like the morning. And your healing shall spring forth speedily. Amen. Things are dark. And if the future seems murky. Fast. Fast and pray. And your light shall break forth. If you're sick. And you need God to heal you. Fast, fast, and your healing shall spring forth speedily, and your righteousness shall go before you. The glory of the Lord shall be your rear guard. Fast, and God will be with you, and God will protect you, and God will guide you. Then you shall call, and the Lord will answer. You shall cry, and he will say, Here I am. Amen. God will answer you. You aren't hearing God and you have a need, you've been praying, put fasting with that. And God will speak to you. And you'll hear from the Lord. Several people, I know there's people here who've been living for God way longer than I have that can testify. that Prayer alone didn't quite do it, but when they fasted with it, they got their answer. They got their answer from the Lord. And so, if you take Away the yoke from your midst, the pointing of the finger, and speaking wickedness. If you extend your soul to the hungry and satisfy the afflicted soul, then your light shall shall dawn in the darkness, and your darkness shall be as the noonday. The Lord will guide you continually and satisfy your soul in drought and strengthen your bones, and you will be watered a watered garden and like a, a spring of water. Those waters do not fail. I'll read that again. The Lord will guide you continually, fast, and He'll guide you. Fast, and he'll satisfy your soul. Fast, and he'll strengthen your bones. Fast, and you'll be watered like a garden. Physically, you might be hungry. Physically, you might uh, be weak, but but you we, we become weak physically so that we can become strong and focused spiritually. Become strong and focused spiritually. You know, it's hard to be, I find myself, when i go for long periods of time and i and i don't and i don't fast and i'm eating and i'm just enjoying myself and i'm just hanging out and indulging i become very insensitive to the spirit but the moment that I stop and I push the plate back, uh, there's something that happens. I can't explain it. I don't know how it works. Um, uh, maybe they teach this in theology school. I don't know. But something happens in that, in that dynamic that when you refrain from gratifying the flesh and you delay from satisfying uh, yourself physically, then you allow yourself to thrive spiritually. and You become more in tune with the things in the spirit when you push and you sacrifice your flesh. I know I'm not the only one that has experienced that. I find that to be the truth. Okay, verse twelve From those those from among you shall build the old waste place, and you shall raise up the foundations of many generations. You should build. You shall and you shall be called the repairer of the breach or breach and the restorer of streets to dwell in. Restore of streets to dwell in the so last verse of Scripture that I'll read to you, and I'm pretty much done. Um, Matthew 17. I didn't give this to you either, Matt. I'm sorry. Matthew 17. I meant to put it on my notes, and I didn't. If you'll turn there with me, he'll put it up there as well. Matthew 17 and 21. Or why don't you do uh, Matthew 17, do um, 19 through 21. I think it's seventeen. I believe so. I have a highlight I have this highlighted in my book. Amen. I have this highlighted in my book. I love this this verse of scripture. One of my favorites, but if you if you if, if you pay attention here, the context is that Jesus um, is not with the disciples, and they try to cast a uh, um, try to cast the devil or a demon out of a young man, and they weren't able to do it, and so Jesus shows up onto the scene. And verse eighteen says, "And Jesus rebuked the devil, and it departed out of him. The child was cured from that very hour." Then came the disciples to Jesus apart and said, why could we not cast him out? Verse 20 says, and Jesus said unto them, because of your unbelief, for assuredly I say to you, if you have faith as a, as a mustard seed, you will say to this mountain, move from here to there, and it will move and nothing will be impossible for you. However, verse 21, I got a big star on this. This kind does not go out except by prayer. And fasting. That tells me. There are certain things. There are certain spirits. There are certain challenges. There are certain trials. There are certain demons. There are certain things that we will face. That the only thing. That's going to cast it out of our lives. Is prayer. And fasting. Along with that. And I close with this. that I don't know what it was that challenged you the most in 2019. We all have our challenges and the things that we go through that no one knows about. Demons that we fight. I don't know what it is. But if you have not been able to get that to leave, and you've not been able to overcome that, the answer is in verse 21. If If you've gone to church and Brother Carney has been preaching, and God has been moving, and you're still fighting the same demon, the answer is right there. Fast and pray. And that, whatever it is, will leave. Whatever it is, will come out. Whatever it is, you will overcome if you combine prayer and fasting with it. Amen. Whatever the challenge is, that we may have, you may face, you and I may face in 2020. If we keep that same, if they, if we keep that one thing consistent, and that is prayer and fasting. There's no limit to what we can do. There's no demons we can't cast out. Amen. Let's stand tonight. That's all I've got for you, Brother Grant. If you would, if you would come, if you have anything, I don't want to say. Anything. The answer is always so simple. The Lord doesn't make it complicated. Just pray and fast. And yet the simple things are the hardest things to do.